0: chapter one of book twelve of metaphysics by aristotle translated by john mcmahon this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by jeffrey edwards chapter one respecting indeed therefore the substance of things that are cognizant by the senses it has been declared what it is in the mode of inquiry adopted by natural philosophers in their theories concerning matter and subsequently in our own treatise in regard of matter in a condition of energy or activity since however our present investigation has for its object to ascertain whether besides sensible substances there is in existence a certain substance that is immovable and eternal or there is not and on the supposition of the existence of any such what it is in the first place we must take a glance at the assertions made by other speculators in order that if they happen to make any assertion not after a correct manner we may not become entangled in the same errors and that if there subsists any dogma in common between ourselves and them we may not be indignant with it as a thing peculiarly in opposition to our present design for it is a thing that we should remain content with if one should make some statements with more propriety but others in a way no wise inferior to ourselves now there are two opinions respecting these subjects for certain philosophers affirm that mathematical entities are substances such for example as numbers and lines and those things that are kindred to these and again that ideas are existences of this description since however some speculators constitute these as two distinct genera i mean both the ideas and the mathematical numbers and others maintain in opposition that there is one nature of both and certain other philosophers say that mathematical entities are alone substances in the first place we must institute an investigation respecting mathematical entities without annexing to them any other nature as for instance might or might not be the case according to whether they happen to be ideas or not and whether these are first principles and substances of entities or not but as regards mathematical entities attending to this point merely whether they possess a subsistence or do not and if they do after what mode they subsist in the next place after these inquiries we shall apart by itself institute an investigation concerning the ideas themselves simply considered and as much for the sake of usage as anything else for most of the tenets of what relates to these inquiries have been divulged even by exoteric discourses respecting them further also in regard of that particular form of investigation it is necessary that we encounter a more enlarged philosophic discussion when we come to be engaged in our inquiries as to whether the substances and first principles of entities are numbers and ideas for after the investigation relating to ideas this one remains as a third subject for inquiry but it is requisite on the supposition of the existence of mathematical entities that these should reside either in objects that fall under the notice of the senses as certain affirm or that they should involve a subsistence separable from sensibles and some make a statement in this way or if they are not inherent in either one or the other they either have no existence at all or exist in some different manner wherefore the question with us will not be concerning the existence of mathematical entities but concerning their mode of existence chapter two that indeed therefore It is impossible that these mathematical entities should reside in objects that are cognizant by the senses and that at the same time the reason assigned for this position is a fictitious one has been declared also in the doubts where we have proved that it is impossible that there should be two solids in the same place at the same time and further also it depends on the same course of reasoning both that other potentialities and natures should reside in sensibles and that no one of them should possess a separable subsistence these things then have been already declared but in addition to these statements it is evident that it is impossible that any body whatsoever should be divided for it will be divided according to a superficies and this according to a line and a line according to a point wherefore supposing that it is impossible to divide a point it is also impossible to divide a line and if it is impossible to divide a line the case is the same with the other mathematical quantities likewise what therefore is the difference in allowing either that natures of this description should exist or that these do not exist at all but that such natures should be found in sensibles for the same consequence will ensue for on the supposition of a division of the sensibles they also will be divided or they will not be of the nature of sensibles but the fact is neither is it possible that such natures should be actually at least separated for if independent of such as are cognizant by the senses there should exist other solids that are actually in a condition of separation therefrom and which are antecedent to those that are cognizant by sense it is evident that it is also necessary that besides surfaces there should exist other surfaces that involve a separable subsistence and in like manner other points and lines for this deduction rests upon the same reasoning and if these points be admitted again in addition to the surfaces and lines and points of a mathematical solid there will be different ones subsisting in a separate condition for in composite natures are antecedent to those that are composite and if antecedent to sensibles there exist bodies which do not fall under the notice of the senses by the same reasoning those very surfaces which subsist essentially will likewise be antecedent to those surfaces that are to be found in immovable solids wherefore those surfaces and lines are different from those which at the same time are inherent in separated solids for the latter indeed are capable of consubsistence with mathematical solids but the former are antecedent to mathematical solids again therefore there will be lines belonging to these surfaces prior to which there will needs be different lines and points for the same reason and of those points contained in the lines that have an antecedent subsistence to those cognizant by sense there will be other prior points to which there will no longer belong different ones that have this prior subsistence wherefore also such an accumulation as the foregoing would be absurd for it happens that independent of such as fall under the notice of the senses there subsist single solids no doubt yet that there are three ranks of surfaces beside those that are cognizant by the senses and that one of these subsists beside those that are sensible and that the second resides in mathematical solids and that the third subsists beside those sensibles that are inherent in these and that there exists a fourfold classification of lines and that there are five ranks of points. Wherefore, let me ask, respecting which of these will the mathematical sciences be conversant? For undoubtedly they are not conversant respecting the surfaces and lines and points that are resident in an immovable solid. For a science is always conversant about subjects that involve a priority of subsistence. And the same reasoning holds good respecting numbers also, for beside each of the points will there exist other monads and beside each of the entities that fall under the notice of sense next in order will subsist those that are objects of perception for the mind wherefore there will exist infinite genera of mathematical numbers further how is it possible that we should decide the questions of controversy which we have taken review of in the doubts enumerated above for the objects about which astronomy is conversant will in like manner be different from those that are cognizant by sense and this will be the case too with those particulars about which geometry is concerned but let me ask the question how it is possible that heaven and the parts thereof subsist or any other thing whatsoever that involves motion and the case stands the same in regard of those objects that pertain unto optics and harmonics for there will exist both voice and a power of vision in addition to the things that fall beneath the notice of our senses and to singulars wherefore it is evident that there will be in existence both other senses and other objects of the senses for why may i ask should these exist rather than those if however these do exist there will also be in existence other animals if the truth be that also there are other senses further are some things described by the mathematicians as universal in addition to these substances therefore will this also constitute a certain other separated substance intermediate between both ideas and media and which will be neither number nor points nor magnitude nor duration but if this is impossible it is evident that it is impossible that those natures also should be separated from sensibles now the short of the matter is this that the very contrary takes place both to what is in fact true and habitually supposed to be true if one will in this way seek to establish the existence of mathematical entities as certain natures possessed of a separated subsistence for it is necessary from the fact of the subsistence of these in this manner that they should be antecedent to magnitudes that are cognizant by the senses when yet in reality they are subsequent to them for an imperfect magnitude is prior in generation but subsequent in substance in the same way as what is inanimate is prior to that which is animated further in what way also at all will these mathematical magnitudes be one and when will this be the case for the things of course that are here reside in the soul or a portion of the soul or in something else that is endowed with reason and if this be not the case many things are exposed to dissolution but now what is the cause of those things which are divisible and pertaining to quantity being one and remaining in conjunction with one another as such further do generations make this evident for in the first place no doubt such make a transition into what pertains unto length in the next place into what pertains unto breadth and lastly into what relates to depth and has reached an end if therefore that which is subsequent in generation may be antecedent in substance corporeity would be antecedent to a surface and a length and will be both perfect and an entirety in this way in preference because it is rendered a thing that is animated but how one may ask would a line or a surface become animated for such an axiom as this would be above the grasp of our senses further it is true corporeity constitutes a certain substance for already doth it in a manner involve that which is perfect but how are lines said to be substances for neither are they substances in the same manner as species and a certain form for example if in such a case we should admit that soul were a thing of this sort nor are they substances in the same way as matter for instance take the case of body as a thing of this description for nothing appears as endued with a capacity of consisting either from lines or surfaces or points but supposing that it were a certain material substance this would appear as one that is endued with a capacity of assuming passive states in definition then granting that mathematical natures will be antecedent to sense yet it does not follow that all things whatsoever that are prior in definition should be prior also in substance for those things that are prior in substance indeed are whatsoever things which involving a separate subsistence are transcendent in their essence but all those things are prior in definition of which there are definitions compounded of definitions these however are not inherent at the same time for if there are not in existence passive conditions independent of the substances to which they belong as for example a something that has motion imparted to it or which is white whiteness will be prior to a white man and will be prior in accordance with the definition but not in accordance with the substance for it does not admit of a separate subsistence but it always subsists in conjunction with a thing in its entirety now i mean by entirety a man for instance who is white wherefore it is evident that neither is that prior which subsists by abstraction nor is that subsequent which subsists by addition for by addition is a man styled white by reason of whiteness that indeed therefore neither are mathematical entities in a greater degree existences than bodies and that they are not antecedent in their essence to those objects that fall under the notice of the senses but are so merely in point of definition and that it is not possible that they should be made to involve a separate subsistence in any place has been declared with sufficient clearness Since, however, neither insensibles is it possible for these to subsist, it is evident that either, in short, they have no existence at all, or they subsist after some mode or other, and on this account not simply do they exist, for existence we predicate multifariously. Chapter 3 for in the same manner also as universals in mathematics are not conversant about things that have been separated and in this condition of separation subsist independent of magnitudes and numbers but are concerned about these but not so far forth as they are things of such a kind as to involve magnitude or to be divisible it is evident that there is a possibility of there likewise being in existence both definitions and demonstrations respecting those magnitudes which fall under the notice of our senses not however so far forth as they are things cognizable by sense but so far forth as they are universals for in like manner as also so far forth as things are in motion merely there are many formal principles of them independent of the essence of each of the things of this sort and of their accidents and since there is no necessity on account of these things either that there should exist anything that is being moved in a condition of actual separation from sensibles or that there should be in things that are such as these any separated nature at all so therefore likewise in the case of things that are being moved will there be rational principles and sciences not however so far forth as they are things that are in motion but so far forth as they are bodies merely and again so far forth as they are surfaces merely and so far forth as they are lengths merely and so far as they are divisible and so far as they are indivisible and things which involve position and so far forth as they are indivisible merely wherefore since it is absolutely true to affirm not only that things capable of a separate subsistence exist but also things that are not capable of this separable subsistence as for instance that things in motion exist so as regards mathematical entities it is absolutely true to affirm that such mathematical entities exist and that at any rate they are such as they are asserted to be and likewise as it is absolutely true to affirm in respect of the rest of the sciences that there are sciences conversant with this particular thing and not with that which is accidental to it for instance that there is one of what is white if that which is salubrious should be what is white but so far forth as it is salubrious yet they are not conversant with that i say which is salubrious but with that to which each science of it belongs if it is salubrious that is in this case with the salubrious and if so far forth as such is a man it is conversant with man so also that this is the case with geometry it does not however follow even though sensibles happen to belong to those objects about which geometry is conversant and though it may not be conversant with them so far forth as they are sensibles that the mathematical sciences will be concerned with objects that fall under the notice of the senses and they will not certainly be conversant with these while there are in existence other separate natures but many things are essentially accidental in things as far forth as each peculiar quality of such is inherent in each since both as far as an animal is female and so far forth as it is male these are its peculiar affections although there is not anything that is female or anything that is male which involves a subsistence separable from animals wherefore also the case is the same so far forth as there are lengths merely and so far as there are surfaces and by so much the more as geometry is employed about those things that are prior in definition and which are more simple by so much the more does it involve the consideration of what is accurate but the accurate is what is simple wherefore geometry speculates into things that are without magnitude rather than into those that are connected with magnitude and especially are without motion but if it contemplates motion especially will it contemplate that motion which is primary or original for this is most simple and of this is that motion which is equable and there is the same mode of reasoning both in the case of the sciences of harmonics and optics for neither are the speculations of either carried on as far forth as the power of vision or as far forth as voice is concerned but as far forth as lines and numbers are the objects of inquiry for these of course are the appropriate affections of those and this is the case with mechanical science in like manner wherefore if any one admitting the existence of those things which involve a separate subsistence from accidents makes any inquiry respecting these so far forth as they are such he will not for this reason utter any falsehood just as neither does he do so when he describes anything on the earth and says that that is the measure of a foot which is not the measure of a foot for not in the propositions doth the falsehood lurk but thus would each particular be investigated in the most excellent manner if any one having effected as he thought a separation should regard as such that which does not in reality possess a separate subsistence as is done by the arithmetician and geometrician for one indeed and indivisible is man so far forth as he is man but the arithmetician has established an indivisible one and next he considers whether there is anything that is an accident in man so far forth as he is indivisible the geometrician on the other hand carries on speculations relative to man neither as far forth as he is man nor as far forth as he is indivisible but as far forth as he is a solid for what things even though he were not indivisible anywhere would be inherent in him is evident because even without these that which is endued with capacity admits of being inherent in this very man wherefore on this account geometricians with correctness make assertions and discourse concerning entities and entities have an existence for twofold is entity the one subsisting in actuality and the other materially since however that which is good is different from that which is fair for the one is always in conjunction with the method of doing a thing but that which is fair also resides in things that are immovable those who assert that the mathematical sciences make no affirmation about what is fair or good make a false assertion for they do speak of these and frame demonstrations of them in the most eminent sense of the word for if they do not actually employ these names they do not exhibit even the results and the reasons of these and therefore they can hardly be said to make any assertion about them of what is fair however the most important species are order and symmetry and that which is definite which the mathematical sciences make manifest in a most eminent degree and since at least these appear to be the causes of many things now I mean, for example, order, and that which is a definite thing, it is evident that they would assert also the existence of a cause of this description, and its subsistence, after the same manner, as that which is fair subsists in. We will, however, declare our sentiments in regard of these points, in a more intelligible form, elsewhere. CHAPTER four. Respecting indeed therefore mathematical natures, that they are entities, and how far they are entities, and how in one respect they are not antecedent to sense, and how in another they are antecedent, let thus much suffice to have been said on this subject. Concerning ideas, however, we must in the first instance examine into the actual opinion in regard of the idea which would not in any degree connect it with the nature of numbers but in accordance with the hypothesis that has prevailed from the earliest age amongst those who originally were the first to affirm the existence of ideas the opinion however in regard of forms happened to be adopted by those who make assertions in this way on account of their being persuaded respecting the reality of this dogma by the arguments adduced by heraclitus to show that all entities that fall under the notice of the senses are in a state of continual flux wherefore if there are systems of science and of practical wisdom conversant about anything we affirm that some different natures in a condition of permanence must necessarily exist beside those that are cognizant by the senses for it is plain that a science of those things that are in a state of flux has no existence now seeing that socrates was engaged in forming systems in regard of the ethical or moral virtues and was the first to institute an investigation in regard of the universal definition of these for to be sure democritus to a small extent merely busied himself in physical inquiries and defined after what mode that which is hot and that which is cold subsisted but the pythagoreans previously to his time brought forward definitions in respect of some few things the formal principles of which these philosophers connected with numbers as for example take the instance what opportunity constitutes or justice or marriage socrates notwithstanding i say from time to time investigated into quiddity or what a thing is and this too on rational grounds for his aim was to form syllogisms and we know that quiddity is a first principle of syllogisms for dialectical strength not as yet had at that time any existence so that they were able even without the possession of quiddity or the substance of a thing to institute inquiries into those things that are contraries even though we should suppose that there would be the same science of contraries for there are two improvements in science which one might justly ascribe to socrates now i allude to his employment of inductive arguments and his definition of the universal for both of these belong to a science that is conversant about a first principle socrates however did not it is true constitute universals as things involving a separable subsistence nor did he regard the definitions as such The other philosophers however invested them with a separate subsistence and in addition they denominated things of this sort as the ideas of entities wherefore it occurred to them almost for the same reason that there exist ideas of all things which are predicated universally and this assumption is just as if one desirous of reckoning a particular sum when in fact the component parts were fewer in number should consider it an impossibility to do so but when he had made them more numerous should succeed in counting them for more numerous so to say are forms than singulars that fall under the notice of sense from an investigation into the causes of which did these speculators advance from sensibles to ideas for a form is a thing that is of the same import with a sensible singular and it subsists independent of substances and forms are there in the case of many other things namely both in these particular things and in those that are eternal further in the modes in which it is demonstrated that forms exist according to none of these is it apparent that they really do exist for from some of them it is not necessary that a syllogism should arise but from certain others and in the case of things where they do not suppose that there are forms in existence of these are their generated forms for according to the rational principles that may be adduced from the other sciences there will subsist forms of all things of whatsoever there are sciences and according to the notion of the unity that is involved in plurality will there subsist forms also of negations and according to the perception of something belonging to what has been corrupted will there be forms of things subject to corruption for of these is there a certain impression on the mind but further with respect to the most accurate of the arguments that have been brought forward in favour of the ideal theory certain speculators no doubt make ideas to belong to relatives of which they do not affirm that there is an essential genus whereas others assert the existence of a third man and in general the arguments concerning forms overturn the very things which those persons who maintain the existence of these forms would desire to exist in preference to the existence of the forms themselves for it happens that the duad is not first but that the number is and prior to this is that which is relative and that which involves an essential subsistence is prior to and this will be the case with all those things whatsoever which certain philosophers in their adherence to these opinions respecting forms have put forward in opposition to first principles further according indeed to that supposition by which these speculators affirm the existence of ideas not only will there be forms of substances but of many other things besides for there is not only the one concept about substances but also concerning those things that are not substances and there will be systems of scientific knowledge conversant not about substances merely but there are innumerable other consequences that ensue unto this hypothesis in accordance however with what is necessary and with the opinions that are prevalent concerning the ideal theory on the supposition that the forms are participants it is expedient that there should be ideas of substances merely for these do not participate according to what is accidental but it is requisite that they should participate of each thing so far forth as there doth not exist a predication of it of a subject now i say for example if anything participates of the twofold itself this also participates of what is everlasting but according to accident for it is an accident for the twofold to be everlasting wherefore forms will constitute substance and these here and there are in their signification equivalent to substance or can we say that there is any existence of anything independent of these take the case for instance of the notion of unity involved in that of plurality and surely if one establish that there is the same form of the ideas as of those things that are participants of them there will subsist something that is in common to both for why may i ask in the case of corruptible duads and of duads that are many i admit in number yet everlasting why i say in the case of these is the duad one and the same thing rather than in the case both of this and a certain particular duad if however there is not the same form of these the result would be that entities would be homonymous and the case would be just as if one should call both callius and a piece of wood a man though at the same time unable to discern any point of communion between them if however we shall establish that other things now i mean common reasons are capable of adaptation to the forms as for instance a plane figure to the circle itself as well as the other portions or the definitions of the circle and if that also to which it belongs will be annexed in addition if all this be done we ought to institute an inquiry as to whether or not this may be entirely an ineffectual proceeding for also to what it may be asked will the addition be made whether to the centre or to the surface or to all the parts For all things that are involved in substance constitute ideas, for instance, animal and biped. Further, it is evident that it is necessary that a thing itself should be something, in the same way as a surface must be some nature or other, which will be inherent in all the forms, as is the case with the genus. End of chapter four of book twelve. Recording in memory of Mitchell Edwards.